Anyway, happy Father's Day to you all. And uh, um, I know I, a lot of people had to go in this little interim, but they had family they had to meet, and that's perfectly fine. Um, and I won't make this long-winded. We'll be pretty quick about it. We normally do hymns during our um, praise and worship time, but I asked my brother to particularly sing one of my favorite hymns at the end. And so um, you can join with him and feel free to sing that also. Uh, how many of you know your father's voice? Now, I'm sure you're going to think I'm going to say the verse about John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. But guess what? I'm really talking about your dad. I mean, your dad's voice. And, and you might say to me, well, I didn't have a dad, or I didn't have anybody that I even respected as my dad. But there's somebody who was a father figure to you. There's someone in your life that was a father figure to you. And you know that voice, even if God placed your mother to be that father figure for you. And I'll tell you, there was no missing, no, no missing. If we were at the school playground or two blocks away, there was no missing my dad's voice. I knew my dad's voice separate than any other voice in the neighborhood. And my dad also had this whistle. Not only did he do this one, he did this one, and he did there. I can't even, I have to suck into whistle. It's pretty pathetic. But I knew that whistle anywhere. I knew my dad's voice. And in fact, my dad had such an important bearing on my life that uh, my dad's a pastor. And it was basically a mission work that my mom and dad did. Um, in the project areas in Illinois. And so um, he was basically everybody's dad. <laughs> Everybody knew his whistle. Everybody knew his voice. And uh, one particular thing is my mom used to call out, you know, the, the, out the door when it was time to eat. She would say, George, which is my father's name, time to eat. Well, the interesting thing about that is that if I was playing house with my older brother, Douglas, and let's say his name was Will. No matter what his name was that we were playing pretend as, my husband Will, I would always yell when it was time for dinner, George, time to eat. I thought that's what everybody called somebody when they wanted him to come to eat. <laughs> and then I started thinking, you know, I didn't think any, now my dad's not a real tall man, but I didn't think anybody was bigger and tougher and could have, held their own past my dad. And when I started thinking about it, I mean, it was like, when I started thinking about equivocating how I felt about God, I really used him as a barometer in the sense that, wow, I want to make sure I hear God's voice, just like my dad's voice. I wanted some to love me unconditionally, unconditionally, just like God loved me unconditionally. Um, I, wanted, I wanted my dad, being God, to be bigger and better than everybody, man, because it's your dad. And I thought, that's how we should think of our father. That's how we should think of his call. That's how we should think of those things when, when, when we think of our dads. That's how I thought of how the Lord was. And, and we basically grew up with nothing, and my, 
mom was so wise. She would say, well, Jane, if you had everything, how would we set an example for the children in the projects or even the children in the neighborhood if you have everything given to you? If we say, God will supply your needs, then guess what, Jane? You better pray and ask God to supply all your needs. So there were so many things that, as a small child, that I wanted God to do for me that didn't even have to deal with my parents because it moved past my mom and dad. And one particular thing that I do remember that was really, that this has happened as long as I can remember, I would hear a voice at, at night, and it was never a scary voice. It was never a mean voice. It was never, and I'd say, Mom, Dad, did you call? We had a very, very tiny house, so we all had one bedroom, and my parents had a bedroom. And I'd say, Mom, did you call my name? Did you call my name? Well, this happened three, four times a week, and Mom would come in and say, no, I didn't call your name. Was, are you scared? No. Just somebody was calling my name. And I would lay in bed, and I would hear this voice, and it would wake me up. And my mom would come in and see me just sitting up. She says, why are you sitting up in bed? I said, I don't know. I heard somebody calling my name. And it was never a frightening voice. It was never a scary voice. But there were certain things that all of a sudden would come to mind that I was to pray for, people that I was to pray about, or or important things in my life that I need to do. Or, and, and I didn't feel like I was anybody special. I felt like I was just an average Joe. And I would like us to turn to Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And let me read this. Now the Lord said, note, God said this to Abraham. He heard his father's voice. Unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into a land that I will shew thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And number three, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee all families of yours shall be blessed. You see, Abraham knew his father's voice, just as I knew my father's voice. And this is the interesting thing, because we think, well, how can I hear my father's voice at such a short time? I'm, I, I mean, I'm in my 50s. How can I hear, be hearing God's voice calling now? And Abram was, actually it was Abram at the time, he was 75 years old when he heard his father's voice. And I'm not trying to equivocate myself to him. What I'm trying to say is that God can use anybody at any time, at any place. And it's your humility and your humbleness when you go before the Lord of saying, what, how can I, I'm empty. How can you fill me up, Lord? What can you do for me? And God's promise to Abraham was extended not only to his physical descendants, but past that, it's all even to the generation of Jesus. And so, and the heritage of, of who was to come, and the heritage of who you all are, are in Christ. Um, and because of the obedience of this calling, of our Father's voice, we can be in all sorts of situations. It doesn't matter what our situation is. It doesn't matter where we came from or who we are. If we are listening close enough and we hear his calling and we hear his encouragement, um, you're never too young or too old. Even if we're dead, we can hear his calling. We can't set up some kind of criteria under which the Lord must work. None of us know. None of us know in advance what the Lord is saying to us. We just have to be obedient the, media, the, media, the, the moment he asks us to be obedient. And sometimes God had to move out paths, move out ways for me, because 
I'd say, well, Lord, I don't know. Do I step into this? And the Lord, I'd say, you have to make it so clear to me. And God would say, Jane, I'm going to help you. I'm going to move everything out of the way so you will know it's me telling you to do this. And these are all prime examples of hearing the Father's voice and responding. Therefore, we must not set up any sort of a criteria of what we believe the Lord, when we must follow him and what we must hear. And this goes through the Old Testament, even into the New Testament. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. A certain man had died in the town of Bethany, and Lazarus was his name. Now the Bible says he was a man that Jesus loved And his sisters thought it was a shame Mary and Martha long for Jesus' healing touch To come and raise their brother Cause they loved that boy so much But Jesus had a plan Not known to any man That would soon take away their pain while Mary and Martha just wanted to see their Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus, when will their Lazarus come forth? Now when he died, he went to where the saints of God did stay. In a holding place, they lived beyond the tomb. There he saw Elijah, Moses, Samuel, and even Ruth, and all the others jammed up in a room. He turned around and saw old Gideon standing by the door. He walked up and said, hey, brother, tell me what's this group here for? Well, Gideon said, well, all right, this is testimony night. Have a seat, man, because the meeting's starting soon. While Mary and Martha just wanted to see their Lazarus, oh, their Lazarus, when will their Lazarus come forth? <laughs> Moses shook his stick and said, now let this meeting come to order. Can I get a witness for the Lord tonight? <laughs> Father Abraham kicked it off, said, I want you all to know that I knew him. He gave a child to my barren wife. <laughs> Isaac waved his hand and said, hey, daddy, I knew him too. Jacob jumped up and said, amen, grandpa, preach it. <laughs> Old dignified Solomon, he adjusted his robe said, I knew him. He made me so smart, I started to teach it. Ezekiel said, I knew him as a wheel within a wheel. <laughs> Job said, man, he healed me when I was almost dead. 
Samson said, I knew him when some Philistines tried to jump me. Yo, I, I took a donkey jawbone and I busted a few heads. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says we knew him in the fiery furnace. Jonah said, man, he gave me a second chance. <laughs> Daniel cried out, I knew him in a hungry den of lions. And the Holy Ghost hit King David. Ooh, he just started to dance. <laughs> Well, Lazarus got so excited, he jumped up and said, hey, I knew him too. Moses put down his stick and said, hey, who's the new kid? Needless to say, the room got real quiet when Lazarus said, but I knew him in a way that y'all never did. <laughs> you see, I walked with him and talked with him. I saw how his teaching awed the crowd. Those famous tears of compassion, I could actually see him. He used to come over to my house after church, and my sisters would make him dinner. Every month, I even supported his ministry. I was there when he confronted the Pharisees. I saw how his teachings awed the crowd. You see, I even remember the littlest things, the things that most people would forget. Like the simple loving way he just called my name. Up at the gravestone rolled away. With a loud voice, Jesus started to say. You see, fellas, I, I mean, I feel like I just can hear him call. As a matter of fact, guys, I, I feel like I can hear him calling my name. Excuse me, fellas, but I think I hear Jesus calling me now. Jesus. Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Lazarus, come forth. He was saying sickness be healed. Mountains be moved when he said Lazarus, come forth. Mary, don't weep. Martha, don't moan. Here comes your boy coming forth. He that believeth in me, though he Yet shall he live. This, this right here is a prime example. If Lazarus had missed Jesus' calling, he wouldn't have come out. He heard God's voice. He heard Jesus' voice. And that whole line of people that were up there in heaven, every last one heard God's voice, whatever the circumstance was. And this is the really interesting fact, is that Lazarus, he was nobody. Where do you hear of Lazarus except for this? You hear Mary and Martha quite a bit in the Bible. But you don't hear about Lazarus. He was an ordinary person. I'm an ordinary person. I'm, I, I'm not, I've not done anything extraordinary. I went to an ordinary school. I have an ordinary husband. I would love to say, woo In the sense, I have an ordinary family. We all do the same things. We all wake up in the morning, brush our teeth, brush our hair, 
uh, I almost said comb our teeth. We all are ordinary, but it's what God does for you that makes you extraordinary. Nothing that we do in ourselves, nothing that I can say of myself. And when I think about all how weak I am, how nothing I am, if it weren't for Christ, if it weren't for God, I would have missed his calling every time. Now, of course, the Lord really had to help Dr. Chris out. And like I said, God just moves people away and says, this is, Jane, I'm moving away. I'm going to make it so plain to you. And when he asked me, I was like, are you sure you're asking me? I thought, okay, did you mean Ron? Did you mean Doug? Did you mean, uh, you know, I could have given a, a line. Are you sure you meant me? And I called my younger brother, and he said, Jane, you knew before he even asked you, God has been preparing you this whole time. You knew in your heart what your answer was going to be from the very beginning before he asked you. And when I think of this, I love this, I love this old hymn. And let me just say this, and I'm going to close it up. Um, but I hear God's voice um, is extraordinary. And it reminded me of this, this dear, it's probably one of my favorite hymns. I hear the Savior say, thy strength in me is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for all of us to be extraordinary. And I want to tell you this morning, if you say, you know what, you don't know my dad. He was mean, he was terrible, or I didn't have a dad. I'm going to tell you this morning that God wants to make it up to you. He said, I will give you back what the canker worm has destroyed. I want to be a father, a mother, a sister, a brother to you. I will be your all in all. And that's your strength. That's your source of power. And I love this verse. In John 5:44. he states, How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor? that cometh from God only. Man, that's all I want. I don't care I didn't go to a special school. I don't care that I went to a state school. Uh, what did, God is who I want to get my honor from and my glory from. That's all that matters at the end of the day is when I stand before the Lord and he said, were you a good and faithful servant? And did you hear my calling? Ministry, regardless of the service, is an extremely difficult one. The stress level for ministers is enormous. It's rated only second to doctors. But if you maintain your spirit of humility before God, follow his voice when he says, follow me, you too will have peace. And as my brother comes to sing this last song, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, if you don't know our God, I ask you, to, I will stay, I will stay after, all afternoon and pray with you because you're more important to me than any day. You're more important to me than even eating. So this is my favorite hymn. And you too, if you say, I heard God's voice, whatever he's calling you to do, be the best pianist, be the best singer, be the best musician, be the best, I could just, pastor, be the best mother, be the best father, you can then say, it was well with my soul.
shepherd that shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Then, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them with the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with our Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, haste that day when my faith shall be
Pastor Jane, we look forward to receiving much more ministry from you in the future. We know this was a shorter message, but God has spoken through you about hearing the Father's call. And so we want to end today's service by asking you to stand. My brothers and sisters, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his shalom shalom his perfect peace go in peace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and go into all the world and preach the gospel and as you go know that the Lord Jesus Christ is with you even until the end of the age God bless you all